listening to a podcast from Light FM. It's the Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry, and today on Where Are They Now? We are catching up with award-winning actress, theatre director, screenwriter, avid gardener, boutique renovation company owner. Did you know that? We are talking to Susan Lancaster. Good morning, and thanks for being here. You still haven't got my coffee. <laughs> yeah. Service uh, is bad here. <laughs> God. Bye. I'm leaving now. Barrister. Uh, no, she might sound like a diva, but she's absolutely not. So you're going to hate this question, right? But can we just go back in time to the very beginning of how you started your very illustrious career being famous, yeah. of doing all sorts of things <laughs> on screen, on stage, uh, as a singer, all sorts of things. Like what kick-started your sort of journey in the entertainment industry? Mm. I think like a lot of us, it's purely accident, really. Mm. I think mm-hmm. life just plonks us in places where suddenly you get picked up. Right. Back in the day, in our youth, and Asha knows about youth as well, <laughs> um, <laughs> Us Pan-Asian kids were then quite sought after for commercials. Right. So you'd always go in for casting at various um, agencies, etc. So there was one day that I was called in to do casting for this uh, Malay director, Osman right. Hafsham, who was casting for a movie, but it was in BM. And I said to um, Michael Gunter, who was running the agency, I said, I don't speak BM because I just... Well, I didn't then because I was just in and out of boarding school and being right. a spoiled brat. Um, <laughs> but he said, never mind, just try, because okay. he was looking for Pan-Asian characters. So I met Mr. H. That's my nickname for him. Right. He's like a father figure, amazing guy. And he chatted to me and he was taking pictures and he... he was just asking me these random questions, et cetera, et cetera. And then he said, I, and I said, look, excuse me, sir, but I don't speak BM. I'm really petrified and I've never done film and I've only done a bit of theatre in school and blah, blah, blah. He said, don't worry about it. We'll see what happens. And in, I think, two weeks later, I got a call and so you've got the part. Whoa. And I'm like, wow. The first What? Part. I was like, what? <laughs> like, is this even happening? You I didn't like, think you did that well? And I was like, what? No. Okay. You know, the what just continued the <laughs> yeah. whole day and it didn't, the coin never dropped until I got to set. And then I saw the whole set out. And I was like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> and I yeah. couldn't back out. And I, but he just really made me so comfortable and took me aside. And I said, the script and dialogue. And he said, don't right. worry, just memorize. And I'll, what am I saying? He said, I'll teach you. And I, wow. I actually. So you learned I, it phonetically the first time? You didn't actually know the word what I they was meant, learning what as they I memorized right, yeah. but the best thing is that and then this is my advice to anyone going into the industry hang out with the crew ah. hang out with the crew because you learn the street language yep. and that's how you bluff your way through anything <laughs> they, Asha, they Asha taught, knows this I think well there you go and they taught me about a whole lot of other things which I can't mention on there <laughs> right but <absolutely>. it was <laughs> so much fun and that's when and to be honest after Mechanic when it came down I was still sort of quite trying to understand the industry and I thought well that's it you know I'm never going to do another film again this is a lot of fun thanks right and um continue doing commercials and I was spinning music in a club as a DJ blah 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 and then I got called by Yusuf Haslam to become a cop (laughs) on a motorbike (laughs) I was like what (laughs) again it was like what (laughs) and it just sort of you know, it was just like... It um, just kept going? Snowballed dom- from yeah, there. Yeah, snowball. I was going to say domino effect. And it just... But I never took on every single role because mm-hmm. certain roles that I didn't feel comfortable about, I just said, no, it's okay. 
because also at the same time it's like I was still learning the language and I didn't want to sort of sound like a chalup voice all the time right, whilst right. now I can bluff my way through things well we're so excited to have you here because we're, we're both huge fans of you oh isn't that nice yeah. <laughs> and she's still waiting for a coffee so let's uh, why did I bring that up right why? yes <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> now, now Susan you're very well known for this line of yours from the movie Mechanic which is Orang putih ke, orang biru ke, kita orang Malaysia kan, from that movie, Mechanic. Now, it's so famous that when it was at its peak, were people coming up to you, how has this line kind of like played a part in your life and your career when it comes to your celebrity, yeah? It's haunted me ever <laughs> since. 1983, Mechanic came out and right. it was the Malaysian movie uh, until today. You cannot top Mechanic. Right. Um, and people until today will come up to me and go, Kak, macam mana dia cakap lain tu eh? Say it, say it. So I say, orang putih ke, orang hitam ke, orang coklat ke, orang biru ke, kita semua orang Malaysia kan? And they'll be like, yeah, itu, itu, itu. Best sangat. I'm like, okay, thanks. I take my bow and I exit. What? You even see it in like uh, comment sections now online. Yes, you know, when people yes. are talking about things that are current. Yeah, yeah, then yeah, yeah, that yeah. line pops up at the bottom when it comes to like, hey, we shouldn't care about, yeah. about who we are. Yeah. We're all Malaysian. No, this line will pop I up. Agree. Yeah. It's been used... For everything now, commercials, politicians, they all use it. And people who haven't even seen the movie still know the line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre, actually. And that movie for its time was also quite yeah. uh, different. Edgy, it was very progressive. For, very. Because Mr. You, H. Uh, uh, tell what the role was and, and, and why it was such actually an impact, not even or just in your life as a you know actress and, and all the things you do now but also in terms of how movies started to to change or try and reach that bar when it came out Othman Hafsham is an incredible creator and he's always been all about all races under one country one flag whatever mm. Uh, hence, he created, from Mechanic, he created shows like Kampong Sri Wangi, Pimai Pimai Tangtu, and to do a Champusatu 2 Plus One. My favorite! Which, yes. again, I still get that. They call me Sarah, yes. and I'm like, how old are you, you know? Because <laughs> uh, you're going back that time, you know? But they're like, what happened to shows? You know, those shows then. Yep. I'm like... It felt so inclusive as well. Don't yeah. Was such, yeah, was yeah, such yeah, an inclusive yeah, show. Yeah. So yeah. Mechanic sparked all of that off because right. it was all about all races and he carried that through to his his all his creations, all mm -hmm. his content. Until today, I mean, the guy's retired now, but give him a chance, he'd probably try and create something in his 80s now, I think he's. But wow. it sparked us all off. It gave me, uh, it opened the door for me, for my career and mm. for me to, to spark off roles for... People that look, that were like me, right? Um, that were mixed like me, right. or half Chinese, or anyone else who wasn't Malay, right. that could enter the industry right. and say, "I can do this as well," mm -hmm. uh, which is which is what we have now, right? And I think I think nowadays programming is more and more inclusive. I think they've realized uh, that we need to include everybody into into shows, into roles. And I love it. I love it because when you have a lead cast, they're not necessarily all one race right. now. It's really mixed up. And I think that's really important because it reflects on the country itself. Right. There isn't just one way to be Malaysian. No way. Like, yeah, no yeah. way. I know that you loved um, oh my gosh. this because... Yes, because um, it's so weird. 
you're gonna think this is a little strange, but whenever I see even photos of you, yes. Susan, and now right in front of me, I always think of my mom. Not because you look like my mom yes. at all, but it's because my mom and I used to watch Dua Champo Satu all the time. So my That's mom is so no sweet. longer around. Oh man, but, I'm so sorry. But having you here, it kind of like brings back those kind of like... Warm memories. Yeah, of like my mom and me sitting in front of the TV, watching you, Raja, Emma, Imuda yes. on the screen yes, and laughing yes, together. Yes, and yes. it was also one of those shows that we could enjoy as a family. Yes. You know, so it was like, yeah. So it's kind of like surreal having you here. Thank, Thank you. you for coming in. You're most welcome. Not a lot of people know that you were like one of the top, if not top DJs. Uh, at one particular time in clubs in Malaysia. Right. And not just that, you also... (laughs) (laughs) Be very careful, very careful. (laughs) Sprung board, is that the right word? Into becoming a um, singer with an album that was... Absolutely oh. mega. It dropped. Everybody <laughs> fell in love with it. Top selling album as well. How did the music side of things happen? How did you discover that you could even sing? Uh, I think as a child, <laughs> oh, <wow>. one <laughs> holds up a spoon and sings along yes. to the stylistics. <laughs> right. You know, the as stylistics. one does. Yeah. Okay. My household was full of music. Okay. You know, we had from the Ray Conniff singers to Andy Williams to the Carpenters to the Stylistics. Really eclectic music, Mm -hmm. you know, Barry White. Mm -hmm. We'll go into that a little bit later. (laughs) But then theatre, school brings it out of you when you do theatre at school and stuff like that. But it was, again, Duo Champusatu, two plus one, that Warner Music contacted me and said, hey, you know, would you want to try? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I'm not trained. He said, we try one song first. Right. And I can't remember what song it was. I think it was Are you intentionally something. not remembering it because you don't want us to go and yeah. Google and find it? Well, she's giving me side eye for even <laughs> right. asking this question. Yeah. No, I think they asked me to just try. It was a, just a random song that I just sang. And then they, they said, yeah, let's go. Let's try an album. Right. Wow. And I was like, what? And they said, you know, we can ride on Dua Champo Satu. So mm-hmm. it was marketing hand in hand kind of thing right, so I just right. like and I'm the kind of person that when I was young I was willing to try anything and everything <laughs> <clears throat> yeah you we won't go this. there she's, she's got a cheeky little <laughs> smile on her face there yeah the um, sound effect of gulp you yeah. can see the sound effect there <laughs> so so they said you know 10 songs in an album right eight Malay to English mm-hmm. and the album was called Takdir which Takdir. is fate fate then. yes yes and it was perfect. And all the songs really related to me as a person and also in what I did in my career, in life. Mm-hmm. Two got into Music Music top two songs. Wow. It entered the contest, the the live recording, but unfortunately I wasn't there because I was in Manila representing Malaysia for the film festival there. Right. Um. So, of course, I was blacklisted <laughs> because I didn't turn up no for show. the no, no show. Terrible. Whoever blacklisted Susan Lancaster, you need to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I, I don't blame them because I think somehow rather schedules all got mm. mixed up right. and I was in Manila and suddenly they were like, we're having a live show and it's a contest and where is she? Right. With her dancers because I wanted to be Madonna. 
<laughs> Seriously, I was like Madonna at that time, Janet Jackson. So I had dancers and we had movements and everything. Nice. Which fortunately, the videos do not exist. Oh, I, they <laughs> probably do. They do. Uh, they do want better not. Warner Brothers, uh, That's right. help hey, us out Give here. us a call. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it's The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. And we have a special guest in the studio with us today because we are doing Where Are They Now? A fantastic campaign that has us catching up with some of our favourite people, our favourite mm-hmm. Malaysians. Our guest and award-winning actress is an award-winning actress today on the silver screen, on television and on stage. Singer, she's also a theatre director, screenwriter, Avid Gardner, and has a boutique renovation company called Lancaster Designs. Her name is the one, the only... Susan Lancaster. Yeah, very sweet. <laughs> it's so I, I got to say, you know, having you in here, Susan, it's like. Can you tell how nervous he is? He can't even yeah. get his words out properly. It's because I keep getting all of these flashbacks of me being a teenager. Yeah. Because <laughs> I you do were a big people. part. You were a big part of my my life as a teenager. I have memories of my mom looking at you. I have memories of laughing with my mom. I have memories of like rushing dinner so that we'd watch Dua Champo Satu oh, be- before Aww. I got th- it's really interesting like having I'm glad a I made you happy then you, now you make me happy Aww, right now he's such a sweetie <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's a pretty good egg <laughs> Asha's so lucky to have me yes <laughs> oh my goodness yes. alright Back to Sue, though, yeah. <laughs> in this moment. Um, you also bounce between sort of doing music, uh, being on the small and big screen to the theatre, yeah. where you've done lots of different roles. I know it's a very different kind of environment to be an actor on stage. One of the biggest moments I remember you as on stage was as a queen in an haute couture Ooh. gown that was so heavy that actually you had to get fit in order to wear it, to keep wearing it every single night. Yeah. What's it been like treading the boards in theatre? What was your, I guess, favourite or most memorable play you did and why? Theatre, I think anywhere in the world, is, I think, the best medium for an actor, for mm. you to train yourself there's a particular kind of mindset you get into before you step onto stage. Uh, it makes you responsible for yourself and those around you when you're on stage. Discipline is key. A lot of film and television people do not have discipline, which annoys the hell out of me. Um, and I always tell the the up-and-coming actors and actresses, I said, go try theater. And it's always like, because I have to memorize. I'm like, but that's... And it's that's, live. And it's live. You mess mm. up your... Mm, toast. Beep. Mm. Yes. Mm. I think it's really important to be able to experience theatre, to appreciate uh, what you do as an actor, um, as a thespian. And like you said, Ash, that Queen Elizabeth mm. play that I did, wearing that Melinda Louis couture gown that she made especially for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learning that language was a challenge. Mm. And trying to memorise that kind of dialogue was insane. But... You do what you have to do when you you get this gig. You put your best foot forward Mm. and just go for it, no matter how tired and how heavy that thing is on your head Mm, with the wigs and everything. But you do it and, you know, when when people come up to you at the end of the show and say how much they enjoyed it and and how they felt, etc. And that's that's the whole point of being an entertainer, isn't it? 
Mm. Just even like you guys, when you do radio, you mm. you make people listen, you make them happy, and mm. you make them think. And I like how they turn into a promo about us. Yeah, I know. No, Thanks very much. You. No worries. <laughs> no, because you, I think Susan. we're all part of the same thing, aren't mm. we? It's yeah. all about entertaining people. Mm. And it's hard what we do, and we have to work really hard to make people sit up and listen. Mm. And whatever comes out of our mouth, we have to make sure that we're we're putting it in the right platform to inspire people. That's right. the end of the day. And my and our jobs is our jobs are to inspire the younger generation to be better and to do better. You're a woman of all these many many talents and passions, right? So tell us about this one particular one. Your experience as a gardener and boutique renovation company owner, because it seems like the one that doesn't seem to fit in with all the other talents that you have but it is a talent nonetheless tell us about this side of Lancaster you. Designs yeah thank you Asha for plugging that so beautifully <laughs> yes. my pleasure Susan actually <laughs> if you think about it right it's still part of the creative process mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because true. it's design landscaping and renovation is all about design and it's still creative you're yeah. right about it. yeah that's true and i believe i got it from my mum's father because he was a contractor in Ipo Pera. So you were already exposed to design in this? No, no. I was tiny wee thing. I didn't even know. I think I, I only knew he did that but I didn't see him work. Right. Because he'd only come back home whenever I'd go, go over to Ipo and the school holidays. I'd see him but I never knew what he did and I right. didn't understand what contractor what mm. contract work was then. But I think the genes were passed down to me. Right. Is it as fulfilling as all the other aspects? Absolutely. Or or is it a completely different side of you that gets fulfilled by doing this type of work? I think the fulfillment is still similar because at the end of the day, whatever you do for clients slash friends, it's their satisfaction, their reaction that you get at the end of the day Hmm. when you finish the product or whatever it is that they've asked you to do and they go like, oh my God, Sue, this is great. This is so good. I'm so happy. It's the same thing if people come out to you going like, I really like what you did the other day or I think you're, yeah, you're really right. good on Light FM. You should become a radio announcer. <laughs> <laughs> Not having my job. No. no, no, no. You guys are too good. Um, uh, but, you know, it's it's the fulfillment of people coming up to you and just saying, you know, I really appreciate you. That's, that's what it is. Right, I right. think what we do is all about... Mm. Feeling appreciated, That's feeling true. seen, yes, yes, feeling relevant. Yes, yes. I would imagine this is a bit more personal though, because you're designing or helping to redo a person's living space. So you're personally hmm. invading their life, and they are personally being impacted. It's not just like a movie you go to. Yeah. So I wonder if you could share with us. I suppose one of the most impactful. Um, redesigns that you've done that you've been a part of the process of why that was special for you the person doing it Hmm. this one pops into my head immediately and it's actually it wasn't hugely major in design there are other jobs that I've done that are more intricate per Mm -hmm. se but this one was for the women's aid organization Mm. where they have a shelter which nobody knows of but they actually approached me and said can you help fix up certain things, um, including bathrooms, st- to make it more livable for mm. the abused women and mm. the children? Mm-hmm. So I went to a particular tile company and I said, this is the scenario, da, 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 can you sponsor? And they said, yes. Wow. So they had really colorful right. bathrooms. I just went to town because I said, 
because it's 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 so they're overflowing with bodies. I mm. mean, when I say bodies, it's you know poor women and children. Right. And uh, uh, the space is as it is, and you can. So I fixed up the kitchen. So they got they had a brand new kitchen, and it was nicely done up. Um, there are about four four bathrooms there, so I fixed those up. And they're really bright and cheerful, and everything. Gave the whole place a paint job, changed all the windows, exterior as well. I tried to get two containers in to turn them into children's play right. play um, playrooms. Play areas, right, play, yeah. <laughs> But there were issues with the council, so we won't go into oh, that. But okay. for me, that was one of the best experiences because that was really just pro bono and doing stuff right. to make lives happier for people like that. It's a live breakfast with Asha Terry and in the studio with us, award-winning actress and uh, hat wearer of many things, Susan Lancaster. <laughs> hat wearer of many things, oh. not wearer of many hats. <laughs> Same thing. What? Same thing. La. It's okay. okay. I'm quite happy. We understand. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, we've spoken so much. You're catching up with you, Susan, on all, on all the things that you've done. Now, let's find out about what's coming up. What are the upcoming projects that you are working on? We want to know. Okay, so I'm super proud of this one. Um, it's called Rain Town. It's a feature film uh, directed by Tunku Mona, uh, produced by Current Pictures. Tunku Mona and I go back a bit because she directed and produced with her husband, Reda, which is a film then about an autistic boy. Mm, I remember. Right. And this time around, she chose to do a story about a Chinese family in Taiping. Oh. And we all wow. speak 80% Cantonese in the film. Whoa. And she does not understand a word. So we had script doctors next to her and on set with us because all of us, I mean, I'm half Chinese, so I do speak Cantonese, or I thought I did, <laughs> <laughs> until I'm told, like, yours is really pasta pigeon to the max, and right. we need to tweak you, Susan. <laughs> so they did, not that I remember it now, but yeah. on set, the dialogue was as per, and, and the intonation of uh, Cantonese is really bizarre because all of us are from different states and all of us speak Cantonese with different dialects. Right. right. Accents. Wow. Yes, yes. Which is mad because I'm listening to them go and going, but why does he sound like he's going off? Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's correct, but it's because of his accent, because of the, he's from the southern part or whatever, it right. can. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound right to me. And so I'm arguing. They said, no, you just, you just do yours. Okay, fine. So all of us were constantly getting tweaked. But there is a story behind Raintown that mm. I can't mention yet. Oh. Right. But because that'll be introduced later on, it's too early for me to talk about mm -hmm. okay. the subject matters. Right. This is the greatest tease of all time. Yes. <laughs> but unfortunately, I can't. I was warned by Mona. Say, you right. don't go and put your lobang yet. Yeah. I'm like, okay. okay, sorry, boss. So to find but, out what this is, make sure you fo follow Susan Lancaster on Instagram. Yes, please. Yes. But at the same time, maybe we can get Mona on here one day and talk about it closer to launch date, maybe. Absolutely. Um, Spoiler alert from the right person. Yes. Right. At the right time. Right. But <laughs> it's just to me, it's just that, you know, a hijabster okay. that takes on a story about a Chinese family in, in Taiping. Right. Love and it. Taiping, rain town, is because Taiping in our 13 states is the state that has the most rainfall. 
Oh, right. that's what, oh, nice. Yeah, so there's a link in all of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so okay. it's really quite poetic, this yeah. film. And when is it coming out? Fingers crossed, late August, early September, fingers crossed. Right. And that's not the only project you're working on. No, those of you who have a camera in here, I cut my hair into a mullet because... <laughs> it's uh, a nice shaggy mullet. Thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> thank you. I don't use a comb and a brush anymore, as you can tell. Neither do I. (laughs) Well, honey, you know, if you did, I'd be like, we need to talk, mate. Um, But this one's called Padu. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just a supporting role, but I really enjoyed my character here. But anyway, the story, in a nutshell, is about the Malaysian female basketball team. We have a Malaysian female basketball team? Exactly. Wait, is this a real, true story? Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's, well, it's of this Malaysian team that I think Mm -hmm. there's still five members that still exist. Right. Within Southeast Asia, I believe we hold the highest number of gold medals. What? What? Yeah. How do we not know about this? Exactly. So when they told me about this, I said, great, finally we have a sports film and it's female. It's like League of Their Own, but Malaysia version. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Beckham. Yes. Yes. So finally, Supadu is here and the cast are wonderful. They trained for weeks to play ball. Wow. So they're all ballers now. Right. Really good actresses. And some of them, obviously, the casting has to be because they have to to emulate the original Mm -hmm. players. Right. So this is one of the original players is this very tall Indian basketball player. So in our casting in the industry there's only I think Tanuja yes so she was casted as her because there's right. no other really oh. tall um, uh, Indian actress right, right. to be able to pull that off and then the rest of the girls etc so I play an ex-coach ex-basketball player who gets her daughter involved in this team as well mm. and I can't say much about my character oh, okay it's called Padu and we are looking forward to it and yeah. is there an estimated date of when it'll we think it'll be released I think that's next next year la. something next to look year. forward to yeah. thank you so much for being here with us today. what do you mean um, are we done <laughs> we're done yeah. can you believe it the time just flew by yeah and she still didn't get a coffee is that what she's going to say are you going to say that Susan I'm not leaving <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay I was going to invite you back but since you're not I leaving alright we'll continue yeah, just hang out with us <laughs> I don't want to go home <laughs> okay good Good. All right, we'll keep each other company. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S Y O K.